Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to Pearls of Wisdom. And today I have a really wonderful, wonderful guest. I've known this lovely lady for a while now, but sort of um, meeting her and chatting to her, our relationship has grown and grown. She knows her. She's an expert in her field. She knows her knowledge is just phenomenal. And I'd like to introduce you to the lovely Lorraine Crooks, sexual energy practitioner. Welcome, Lorraine. Thank you, Han. Thank you. I've really been looking forward to this. I know we've tried a few times, but it's just getting all the energies are aligned. Today is our day and it's all going to come together. So thank you so much. Without further ado, I'm going to jump in. With the first question, now, Lorraine, can you describe your career path to date for us, please? Yes, so my my career path, I started off when I left school, I worked in health and social care as a a carer and then worked through to become an MVQ assessor working in care homes and children's homes and then became a lecturer in a college, so very much education-based. And my last uh, post in education was middle leader working as the head of department in a health and social care um, area. I was teaching A-level and GCSE. But it wasn't really um, my whole life because I had a bit of another bubble. And alongside my career as a middle leader in secondary education, I also had a life, not as a career, but certainly had another life and lifestyle in BDSM, kink and fetish. And for the 20 plus years that I had my career, certainly in secondary education, I also had this other life going on. So it was a really difficult um, yin and yang to manage because I had the responsibility of being a teacher and I had the responsibility of the young people I was caring for. I also had this need in me to explore these other things. And about four years ago, that kind of need became a bit too much. And after bouts of depression and feeling judged more self-judgment than anything but just feeling judged and um, worried about the balance I guess and obviously as my career ladder went up how that would how that would work and decided to give up teaching and pursue my current career working as a sexual energy practitioner so I kind of turned my hobby on its head (laughs) into my purpose and passion and I went off and learned about massage and reiki and lots of energy um, modalities and indeed tantra and tantric massage alongside yeah lots of say lots of other things to be where i am now sharing my uh, array of knowledge and skills through tantric practice and energy work supporting people that are disconnected from their body or their partners for a, an array of reasons um, and supporting them to reconnect and move forward in their life and claim their sexual energy and their uniqueness 
And that is just so brilliant. And I know where we were just talking prior to recording, your passion comes through the way you help people and the people that gyrate to you because you are so good at working with people. It's just fantastic. And it's so great to hear. And where you can actually turn that whole career on its head. And I know from the energy work you do, and everything it's it's just brilliant and you offer so much to so many people i'm just so grateful that you're sharing with us today so thank you thank you <laughs> i will move on to our next question you might have covered little bits on it um, in your introduction but can you name three things that made you choose your current career and why Okay, so I think the three things that made me choose my career were probably fear, shame and judgment. I, I kind of think it chose me because those things became so profound in my life that I couldn't have gone on as I was. They were making me, me ill because I felt shame and fear and judgment around my, my, my lifestyle choices. Um, and therefore... It kind of, yeah, definitely chose me. And that, and they're the people I work with now, the people that are in those places of fear, shame and judgment, whether it's people that have been through trauma, abuse, whether it's people um, going through menopause, men going through relationship breakups, they're all in a place of either fear, shame or judgment and just lost and disconnected from who they are on a physical level and on an energetic and sexual level. And... Yeah, I see you and all I see is power and see how strong you are and what you share. And it is, it's so wonderful. I mean, we, we talk about the work we do and so much in energy and that you bring your tribe to you and the people you've connected with are all there, like you say, because there's ways that you can help them and they can sit, they see you as the person that is that they can turn to and explain how they're feeling and can help them. And I've seen the difference where you've worked with people and where you've shared things just the short time that we've spoken more often and the difference and how your business is growing from strength to strength simply by what you're offering and as you draw your tribe towards you. It's just brilliant. It really is. I am very blessed. I do feel... I guess because I've lived it, that I have more, it comes from a place of heart and a place of soul because I've lived in that shame and not just for like five, five minutes. It was like 25 years of this double life of feeling like I was doing something wrong or there was something wrong with me. So not only have I got that, but also the experiences I went through trying to find me, you know, all the, all the experience I've had just means that I've got more to offer my clients. And I know the work I do changes lives and makes a huge difference to individuals and relationships. And that is brilliant. And yes, it's just so wonderful. I'm going to move on to the next question. Now, Lorraine, what key values does your business offer you? And again, I think some of it, you've touched on it. <laughs> I think I think the, the values that my business offers me are really the ones that I have as the core to my business, which is about being authentic. Yeah. Um, I share my story, the journey I've been on, and some of it's been challenging. Um, empowerment which is what I want for my my clients um, and connection and self-respect and um, to connect back to ourselves to connect to others to connect to the universe and just life in general and to be happy um, so I'd say yeah authenticity empowerment connection and yeah self-respect 
brilliant and you do everything that i've seen of your work it just embodies all of those values and i say to the listeners as you know we always share ways that you can connect with our guests this lady is so good at what she does her knowledge is fantastic so make sure you take all these details down and make sure you can reach out and see where Lorraine can help you because she gets fantastic results she really does I'm now going to throw in a question here that is completely out of the blue but hopefully we get to see how does Lorraine tick with this Lorraine what keeps you awake at night oh now that would be (laughs) (laughs) Sexual energy practitioner, that would be telling you all my secrets. Um, okay, um, I guess on a serious note, um, the two things, and not for the reasons that people are going to think, but kids and men, um, mainly, mainly let me explain that, mainly because um, I worry about the sex education. I, I'm picking up, the, the work I do, a lot of it is picking up the fact that as adults in our 40s and 50s now living in today's world we didn't have sex education and what we had wasn't good and it was all based in fear and nothing seems to have changed our kids are still getting that and their sex education is not about pleasure it's not about intimacy it's not about relationships it's still despite all the things we tried to change um based on you know stis how not to make a baby how to make a baby and it isn't about the real love and joy and connection it's not about consent and boundaries and I could go on all day just talking about that one thing I move on to why men keep me awake um and other than the obvious reasons um I for me a lot of the, the men that come to work with me are really struggling because we are in a, a bit of a limbo at the moment in society where our men will have been taught as children to be strong to be the gatherer, to look after their family, to open the door, to not cry and to be a real man's man. Mm. And yet most of us now as women want our men to show their emotions, to allow us to be independent. And (laughs) we want all these other things in our life now. And men have no idea what we want and how to respond. Um, So there's a real... There's a real need. Um, I'm not saying that women don't get hard doing some things as well, but there's a real, there's a real energy for men at the moment. It's like kind of don't know where they are, yeah. um, not necessarily even on a conscious level, but just this whole energy about, you know, am I in my masculine? Am I in my feminine? I, I feel like I want to be in both, but I don't know how to show up with that. And and if I show you all my emotions, is that a good thing or a bad thing? If I open the door for her, is it a good thing? Like this is this whole... Um, and we never know what we want as women, and it changes, doesn't it? You know, we just make it up as we go along. So there's like this, there's an energy at the moment for me in what I'm actually seeing in the work I do, where men are just a little bit lost and confused uh, because we're not communicating properly, um, which actually happens a lot in all sorts of relationships. But we're not, women are not communicating, and men are having to second guess and, and bless them sometimes getting it wrong. So uh, they're the two things that, because I want to do something about both of those and they're the things that keep me awake and looking at how can we change some of this because actually the education system needs to support that as well in in how we support our young men. I totally, totally agree with that because you said like that, it is it's that communication. Like say, when I was at school, we weren't taught, we were taught the basics, how not to get pregnant. Like you yeah. say... 
we weren't even told yes girls are taught about periods and that's it I wasn't taught anything about the menopause so when I first went into the other end it's like you're back at school again and you have to find out and it's people say well how do you reach out and who do you talk to and again it's the work you're doing where you're teaching people to discuss what they want and how they're feeling and so that relationships grow from that but like you say it's not something that's even been part of education for so long and even as simple as communication because actually um communication between young people that then gives them the confidence to communicate in the bedroom and the areas of boundaries and consent often we don't know how to say yes and we don't know how to say no and we don't know how to say maybe maybe you know maybe that's okay for me now but I might change my mind and none of those things at all and I think guys in particular struggle with that. They struggle with rejection. They struggle with asking for what they want. And that's why I love Tantra because Tantra massage is all about the communication. It's asking for what you want. It's having your needs met at that time, but it's about knowing your boundaries and the other person's boundaries. It's just a beautiful way of experimenting with communication and boundaries, which we don't get. It just doesn't happen in life. Yeah. And I say to the listeners, see, this lady knows her stuff. And as you're talking about that, my crown chakra is going off because I could connect with everything you're saying. And I think most of the listeners would do the same. And like you said, we're not taught to do that. And then half the time you don't know what's right, what's wrong. How are you supposed to, there isn't any role models that you can follow, which is why I love the work you're doing so much. It's groundbreaking in that, but it's actually helping people to move forward and say, yes, this is right. It's okay to feel like this. This is how you can work with it. And I say to the listeners again, this lady, the information she has to share is just brilliant. It really is. Now, I will just move on. See, Lorraine, where and how do you work best? Where and how? Okay, where would be my cabin? I have a beautiful cabin in uh, the garden where I live, which I absolutely love. And it kind of gives me a beautiful safe space to work with my clients. So that's um, probably where. How? I guess the how is probably just I work intuitively and I work um, in a a safe space that's got the boundaries and consent. and I love what I do, so therefore if I'm in flow, that's my how, to be in flow with what I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I do I do work, I, I do a, a outreach and outwork as well, and I do do some work on, on Zoom, but in my cabin, connecting with my client, especially with the Tantra and the Tantric Massage, to be in a space with somebody else where you can really share the energy is beautiful. Um, and probably how I work best um, on a one-to-one, just sharing that space, holding space for them, allowing them to journey with no set destination, but just a journey of discovery, I think is beautiful. And I feel really blessed. I have the opportunity to do that with my clients. Um, that is wonderful. And I, I can testify, if you can actually follow Lorraine on Facebook, and we will send all the links in the description, the images of where Lorraine works from that you share on Facebook that are wonderful and it's it's just 
pure harmony. I look at it and just peace, tranquility. It's just wonderful. You can just relax by looking at the pictures you share. It's just gorgeous. It really is. Very lucky. (laughs) I will now move on again. It's almost growing from where we said where and how do you work best? Now, can I ask you, what tools do you use that makes your work life easier? Um, so I guess my main one is I don't, I avoid working at weekends. So I try and keep myself Monday to Friday and weekends for me. But if I don't, if for whatever reason a client would like to come at weekend, I make sure I have two days off. So I have time for me. I connect with nature. As you said, I'm lucky enough to have that literally in my back garden. So that's not a difficult change each day to make sure I connect with nature. That would definitely be one of my tools is to make sure I have that balance for me with meditation and nature and practicing what I preach, I guess, is absolutely fundamental for me. So, you know, the meditations and the being connected to myself. Yeah. communication consent and boundaries i'm going to answer with everything because they're really important as well they're absolutely tools in everything i do that it's all about the communication consent and boundaries and only ever doing what makes me happy that's my key i guess that's my key to always if it doesn't make me happy i spent 25 years of coping with something that was a job and not something necessarily made me happy it paid the bills i enjoyed it but it didn't make my heart sing and now I feel into that. And if it doesn't make my heart sing, either tweak and change or um, if it's not serving me, then I don't have it as part of something I do. So, yeah, they're probably my key tools. And all the practical things about I've got an amazing VA now, which um, she's just my best, best, <laughs> just best. It does all, all my admin bits that I just not in flow with at all. So yeah, that, and those things that don't make me happy, I give to her. So she, she makes me, she's it's one of my key tools to my business. Um, but yeah, and, and connecting and networking is, is important on a practical level um, to get my message and my word out. And, and this is just perfect. And where you say about the consent communication and everything, now, and the boundaries, that's something that I think everyone needs to understand, no matter what area they work in, because it's, it's knowing just what they want. And if you can't communicate, you really can't build a business anyway, because you can't engage with the people that you need to be working with. And I think that goes, hand, I think it goes hand in hand, because if we support young people to understand how to manage consent and communication boundaries in the bedroom then they'll have that set of tools for work and for family and for everything it just needs to be taught it kind of almost doesn't matter where but just let's teach it because it it, there's the ripple effect oh as a sexual being that ripples into everything we do it represents you know how we dress the work we do how we show up the social life we have that's all part of the energy that we are as sexual beings so all of those things filter. If we're confident in ourselves, we can be confident in all aspects of our life. If we can own who we are, we can own all aspects of our life. And it's it's just that. And I just think those three things are just so key. Yeah. In communication just sounds so basic, but actually a lot of people don't know how to yeah. ask and receive and communicate really effectively. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. I'm now going to move on to the next question and see now 
Graham, what would you have done differently in your life if you'd known then what you know now? Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I would have done really, I guess, because if you believe everything happens for a reason, I'm exactly where I need to be. There were certainly some choices because I didn't understand about consent and boundaries yeah. in my early uh, swinging kink fetish BDSM world that I may have changed slightly, but maybe not have completely missed, mm. but certainly changed. If I'd understood more about boundaries and consent, I did get myself into situations, some situations that... Um, were a bigger learning curve than I would have necessarily liked them to have been. Um, I had my son when I was 18 and I would like to have been a slightly better mum. I wasn't really ready at 18 and I think I could have, um, if that had been later in life, I, I would have had more to have offered him with a bit more life experience. So possibly just about making yeah making some wiser choices in my lifestyle and being a slightly better mum probably would be the only two but everything does happen for a reason so I think it's very difficult to look back because all even the good and the bad have put me where I am now and I absolutely love what I do so how can I regret any of those life experiences and again this is why I've put this question in and when I ask the guests nine times out of ten they give me a very similar answer to what you've given me in that you wouldn't necessarily change anything because it's all part of that learning curve that brings you to where you are and I I had my son as a mature mother I was 25 I didn't feel mature or anything it was almost like I was called a geriatric mum I think it was because I hit over a certain age and I wasn't prepared at all and I don't I think I think as a mum, it's such a massive learning curve for so many of us. I don't think any of us are really prepared. It's just you grow into it with the children. It's such, but it is when you say that. Yes, I can agree with everything you've said. The whole learning curve bit. And yes, it's made you the wonderful, wonderful, special lady that you are now. Everything you've done has brought you to Villarane that we know and love now. Oh, thank you. I think we all have regrets in relationships. That's all part of growing, isn't it? And and I was an unmarried mum and on my own when I had my son at 18. His dad left before he was born. So, you know, I would have wanted to have given him so much more by the textbook kind of family I would have wanted for him. But he's an amazing young person. So certainly I didn't do anything wrong. And I think relationships, good, bad and ugly, are all part of growing up and, and learning and a lot of those have probably helped me more than the good ones in what I do now because there's a wider understanding through our, our more challenging experiences on there than, than the other. Definitely. Definitely. I will move on to the next question from that. And Lorraine, what would you say is your biggest challenge and why? I think in the last couple of years, it's been about visibility. So, so teacher to tantra is quite a, quite a shift and being visible. So, you know, I was doing a lot of volunteering and charity work and I was a stereotypical secondary school teacher. And now suddenly I'm working, some would say in the sex industry, I wouldn't quite frame it like that, but kind of I'm working with sexual energy. So that transition between 
those two worlds where I had that as a secret, a lot of people have found that. Obviously, I was already in that world. So for me, it's, it's been quite simple. But actually, my visibility for others watching my my growth and my change for some people has been quite a challenge because they didn't know that that was part of my world. So, And I've wanted to be fair to my family in how I've managed that because it's been quite a hard transition for them because I'm not what they thought I was. I'm not the daughter or the mum or, you know, there's this this other side that they didn't know about. So the visibility has probably been my biggest challenge and it's something I feel I'm overcoming now. Um, I'm probably now more excited about being visible than fearful, but certainly visibility and to say I'm a sexual energy practitioner has taken some time (laughs) time to do because it just... I was scared. I was still scared of what other people. It was still there was still fear of judgment and there was still fear of shame. But as I've um, worked with my clients and realised what I do is so beneficial and how life changing it can be, it's like do you know what I don't care anymore because what I'm doing is really important. It's really good work and I am making such a big difference to people's lives um, that now I don't care and I am what I am and I'm doing what I do. And if I don't draw those people then they're not my not my tribe and not my not my following and someone else will serve them and I couldn't agree more I mean I've been introduced to you doing what you do now through EAM I can remember going to the large events and Yvette really extolling all the services that you do and see it and I saw that whole room and the support you had and I'm getting goosebumps when I say about it and everything. You see, these are your tribe. These are the people that understand and want to work with you. And I say again, this lady is brilliant. She really is. She is so, so special. Right, I'm now going to move on to the next question. Now, a few people have pulled me up on this and said it, it's quite ego-centred. So I apologise. I didn't think of it as being an ego question at the time, but I'm learning. I'm on this journey of self-discovery and there's times I'm thinking maybe I should have reworded that. But I'm going to go with it anyway. Lorraine, how do you want to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as me, I guess, and, and uh, someone who made a difference. Yeah. Um, and someone that my family are proud of yeah. and friends are proud and I'm proud of. But just to have made a difference, left my little mark in the world. Um, I've got some big visions for my business and for the things I wanted to do. So maybe a bigger mark. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. But it, just to have made a difference to a significant amount of people's lives and left a a mark in the universe as I move on to the next layer of life. Um, and, and just to be someone that was happy and, and was amazing at what they did. And the Lorraine that I know is all of those things. You That's truly right. are. You are such a bright light. And you do that light. You bring that light to everything that you do. And I say again to the listeners, just look at the links that we share of ways that you can work with Lorraine. Look at the posts she shares on Facebook and you'll see that light and where she adds into everyone's lives. It's just brilliant. It really is. So thank, thank you. Thank you.
I'm going to move on to the next question. Now, Lorraine, as a child, what did you want to be and how close to that dream are you now? <laughs> nowhere, nowhere near it. I wanted to be in the sound of music as a nun, being Julie Andrews, running around in the mountains. Um, from a very early age, I just adored the idea of being um, numb. So I'm no, nowhere near that. Um, although maybe that's a belief. Maybe I'm actually maybe more. Who knows? I don't know. I guess that's about perception. But um, I, I guess I have got the mountains and the freedom in the sense of in my heart. I feel like I'm running through those hills. And I have got, you know, the freedom and I I do believe in me and I do believe in in the universe. So maybe I'm a bit nearer than I thought, but I know that I am in the right place. Yeah. And doing what I need to do. But yeah, when I was little, I wanted to be a nun, which is, it's really funny. You know, those um, Facebook quizzes you do of what what should you have been in your life and all that. They (laughs) always come up as a nun. If you throw scroll through my Facebook page you'll see about six different ones over the years that I've done and it's like every time it's a nun it's just makes me <laughs> but um I guess there's there may be some similarities but um maybe not many I'm happy doing what I do and I do feel like I run through the hills so that's probably the nearest nearest to it Oh, and this is so wonderful. Now, I, I did a podcast interview this morning as well. We were talking about Netflix. And then I, I don't know if how many of the listeners are watching Netflix, but there's something on there called Warrior Nun. Have you seen it at all? Have you seen it? It's just, it's absolutely brilliant. It's this woman that can kick off something brilliant. She's fantastic. And you saying that, is, it just puts a whole sp- different spin on it as well. And I, I, love- I can kick ass nun. I can do that. <laughs> and it is it's so brilliant. All, a lot of people in the spiritual groups that I've been are raving about this warrior nun and you sharing about what you wanted to be it just it just I know I deviate from the subject slightly but it is it's wonderful it really is and it all happens for a reason so you make a really you will make a brilliant warrior nun you really would (laughs) (laughs) and after that see I I I digress all this now this is me and one of my guilty pleasures. I think a lot of people that um, listen to me know I love books and I love reading. And so I always add this question is, Lorraine, can you name three titles of your favourite books and why you've chosen them, please? So um, I guess as a teacher, this is probably the worst confession ever, but I'm not really a cover to cover book girl. And if I do, it is more textbooks. However. I have got a cut my hands on a couple lately that I've um, I'm really enjoying, and one of them is about tantra and menopause, and how um, tantra can support women going through menopause, which I'm actually finding very enlightening. I'm, I've I've worked with women who have struggled um, with menopause and helped them reconnect to their bodies. So for me, it's uh, having a deeper understanding to be able to support, and also um, the power of the pussy is another book I've been reading. Um, which was another enlightening novel. <laughs> Always something to learn. Um, but that's probably, I probably can't give you three. They're the two. I do like a mindfulness book, I have to confess. 
I think there's all, those are just refreshing and often give us a nudge of things we can be doing. So I do like flicking through mindfulness and, and tantra practices books. But I am a flicker. I, I like to flick through a book. I'm not a cover-to-cover girl, which probably sums up my life. <laughs> um, also, I've just bought a book um, around uh, my, uh, basic practices in kink is another one I've just bought. So quite a very bookshelf. Um, but I haven't, I haven't delved into that one yet to tell you if it's any good or not. But yeah, I'm a, I'm, I've got so many books, so many books. But I, I like to pick up and put down. Um, I could. And if, and if it's Fifty Shades of Grey, pick up, put down, and then throw out the window. Other than that, I like a book. <laughs> I mean, yes, I can relate to that because I think a few of the listeners will will have heard me say I did English as my degree, and I had to study loads and loads of books. And I got to the stage when people said to me, what sort of books do you like to read? I couldn't tell you because I had so many that I had to read. And I think anyone that's in business will read and research because and it is, is you dip in and you and you go back and you see. And it is literally seeing what works at the time and what's going to help you research with the work that you're doing and everything. So in that respect, yes, it's wonderful to know. And there's quite a few, like you said, I will say to the listeners, make sure that you can connect with that and actually see just where you can learn. And we can dip in and out and see exactly the pieces that we that are going to help us at the time and then go back and see, right, there's a chapter on that. Yes, I'm going to go and read it later. So, yes, that is brilliant. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And whether this has come from reading all the books, I'm not sure. But, um, Lorraine, who would you say are your key influencers and why? I would say the people that I've met over the years in the BDSM kink and swinging world, because those people are people that really own who they are and connect with who they are. And I think they probably influence me a lot. My clients, 110%, because they are my, you know, it's only through working with men who are struggling, who are um, owning up about, how porn has influenced them, et cetera, et cetera, that I can then understand how I can support people further. Yeah. So my clients and my source, they, they influence the work I do because without them, I don't have the knowledge of understanding um, the issues that they're facing, whether it's menopause, whether it's not understanding how to communicate with a, a, a male or a female partner. So definitely my clients. Oh, who else? just so many people in my life I've worked with transgender clients who have hugely impacted and influenced me in understanding how we are a person and not necessarily a male or a female that Barbara and Bob can be the same energy yeah and understanding at a real deep level how it's about the person and soul and not the body that we are given yeah. So that's been hugely influential. Yeah, and just all the people that I've met really, particularly, you know, obviously in the teaching world because that was a core part of my life and, and all the students I've worked with over the years, but I think probably more my alternative lifestyle yeah. because those people are really open to the world and to exploring and to being connected to a different type of energy that a lot of people like to connect to but don't always have. Um, the ability or the 
situations in their life where they can do that. The curiosity isn't enough for us to venture. And I was supported and held in most of my experiences enough to feel safe and be able to try new things, which has given me the confidence to support my clients. You know, if someone had said to me, I would be doing this work now, even five, six years ago, um, you know, a lot of my massages, I'm working with a client on an equal. So even in my massages, quite often I'm just wearing my knickers. And if someone said to me that, you know, if I went shopping for my uniform, it would be in Primark buying knickers. <laughs> I'd be like, really? But it's just like, I've got that confidence now where I can be at par with another person. You know, I'm expecting them to be there and be vulnerable and connect with their energy. And therefore I, I am as well. And it's just all those people who give me all those bits in my life that I can now be so empowered to help somebody else on a physical, emotional, mental level and know the, the power of what I'm doing and the huge impact it has on people. Yeah. Um, just every, every person in my life has impacted me, which is a real cop-out answer, but it's, it's so true. But Vincent, that is what makes you so special because you have got, there's a bit of you that has gone to every single person that you've worked with that has impacted on your life. And where you say about all these different influencers, and the people that are brave enough to stand out and say, right, yes, this is what I want to do and move forward. And that is in life in general. If we're not prepared to stand up and be counted and say, this is me, this is what I do, this is how I can help you, it makes such a difference. And to hear you say that, it's wonderful. It really is. I think one of the key things I've learned is it's all part of the same thing. Okay. Yeah. You know, we, we, have, we get this label to sexual energy is this like taboo giggly subject but actually one of the things I learned when I started doing the energy work when I started doing mindfulness was I realized that as a submissive when I was with the dominant person and I was being submissive I was being mindful I couldn't be anywhere I had no choice to be anywhere else but I couldn't in my mind be anywhere else but be present in that moment because that was the energy that was created and and that was pure mindfulness for me. And when I remember doing the course, I remember the, the, the lady saying it's moment to moment, non-judgmental awareness. And I remember thinking, I already do this stuff, but I do it in a different place. And it's just about supporting people to understand that sexual energy is just another energy. And it doesn't have to be a big taboo subject because actually all the experience we're having no matter how we show up with our sexual energy, is about exploring who we are. Yeah. And it might be about being mindful. It might be about connecting to our body on a physical level, an emotional level. And there's just so many layers to it yeah. that it's all part of the same thing. I, You know, yes, I've been a teacher and I've worked with young people and I've supported them and I've helped them grow. And now I do that with adults in a different way. Yeah. But actually, same, it is all part of the same thing. It's all about energy. It's just that we have this word called sex, which makes it all a bit, uh, and, and it really doesn't need to be. It really does not need to be because sex is one of the best things ever. <laughs> it needs to be something we're all having a conversation about and don't care about and having open conversations about because it's such a huge part of our lives, huge part of our lives. It is and um, it's so wonderful hearing your energy and your passion. And I say to the listeners, the energy on this call, on this interview is great. Like my crown chakra has gone off. I've got goosebumps and everything. The energy you are sharing is just fantastic. It really, really is. 
I'm going to move to this next question. This is the longest question, so I have to do a great big deep breath before I start saying it. But Lorraine, if you could share a great meal with anyone, alive or dead, what would the meal be and who would it be with? I think my my meal would be a banquet. And I think, given what I've said about having my son at 18 to, as an unmarried mum and the journey that I've been through in the transition of my career and all the things I've done in my life, I would probably take my whole family on a three-month vacation and have a huge banquet because they've been through an interesting journey with me and I think it's the least they deserve. So I would take my family for a meal, but ideally I'd really stretch it out to a three-month <laughs> vacation and on a beautiful island and, yeah, just spoil them rotten for still loving me and supporting me in everything I do. No matter, no matter what it looks like. Oh, that is just wonderful, and it, is, it also reflects so many of my guests. Where to ask this question, so many people say family. Yeah, and it nice. shows how you've got that bond and everything like that, and the idea of a feast, a banquet, and three months on a wonderful <laughs> uh, island just sounds like bliss. It really does sound like bliss. It just yeah, it's the least so. <laughs> Where has the time gone? We're down to the last two questions. It's just whiz past. I could listen to you all day. I really could. I love talking to you, Lorraine. I'm going to put these two questions together because I, I do think they complement each other. So first of all, can you let us know what services or items do you offer to your clients or customers? And do you have any special offers at present? Okay, so my services are tantric massage, which is a one, two or three hour, depending on where you're at in your journey. I also do a sensory surrender, which is as it is on the tip. Um, So that's a bit more playful, shall we say, is part of a massage, but a bit more exploring and a bit more um, playing with the senses. So there's those two massages. I also do some energy work and I connect with Reiki, the energy alignment method um, and the angelic through Rahani. So those things can also be included either in the massage or we can work with those as separate. And sometimes they're a nice thing to have to start with to connect to your energy before we go into the physical touch. Sometimes we need to spend a bit of time just looking at the energy side of it. Um, Not everyone's ready straight to go in for a tantric massage. Um, So we can use those tools as well. And then I've also got my Facebook group, which is a closed Facebook group called Shelkey A New Vibration, um, which is a yummy space to come and do some meditations. We have lots of cool chats about all sorts of things, um, covering anything sexual, spiritual or sensual. And that is pretty much everything and anything. So there's a, a nice space there. Um, I am I'm currently starting some online courses. I've got one running in July and August called Sanctuary for the Soul, which is a real beautiful spiritual connection to heartfulness, self-awareness, breath work, meditation, and just a real, yeah, real soul connection. And I've got some others coming up of sensory surrender and orgasmic essence. I'm not telling you what that's about. See if you can guess. (laughs) What else have I got? I've got a free uh, PDF. If you go onto the website, there's a space you can um, download a free PDF on sexual confidence brilliant i think that's it for now 
Who knows? You do. You offer so much. And I say to the listeners, I told you you need pen and paper and we will share all of these links so you can reach out and connect with Lorraine on the description for the podcast. But you offer so much. And the energy on this interview is just wonderful. And like I say, I've, I've seen the images you share on Facebook. It's just wonderful. It really is. And I say to all the listeners, just reach out. This lady is so, so special. Just reach out, connect with her and see just how you can work with her because she is just brilliant. You really and I'm more than happy to do Zoom, you know, if people want to chat because they're not sure. And it is something different. And I get that. If people want to connect and reach out either just through my, my Facebook Messenger or if they want to connect through the website, which is www.shelkey.com, they can contact me through the page there and I'll get hold of them. And we can do a Zoom or we can do a phone chat and I can tell them a bit more about how tantric massage works. There's also some testimonials on my website and a couple of videos on my Facebook page which talk about their people's experiences and how they found it helpful, which some people might find useful. And This is all brilliant. Um, right, where we're doing the interview now it's in a time of COVID where we've been in lockdown and everyone's lives have been thrown up in the air and that you offer things online and ways to connect means that people don't need to suffer no matter where they are they can reach out to you and they can work with you and that is what's so wonderful. Yeah and what I've been doing over this time is where people have reached out and particularly if they wanted a massage I've given we've looked at some stuff so they've either joined the group or we've looked at some stuff they can do in the meantime so I've got a, a bank of exercises and activities and that's why I've written these little courses and the ones I'm doing at the moment are going to be on Zoom but those will then go into the e-learning and be on the website available as an e-learning which people can just do in their own time as and when. Um, and I'm going to build up a bank of courses. Some of them are going to be spiritual. Some of them are going to be um, sensual. And some of them are going to be neither. <laughs> some of them are going to be pink and playful and fun. So there's going to be a real range of not just one big course, but just real nuggets that people can just buy little bits here and there if they want to. And a few freebie meditations are going to be on there soon as well. So just keep your eye out because there's lots of goodies coming. Oh, that is brilliant absolutely brilliant and it just leaves me to say a massive massive thank you you are such a wonderfully special lady and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to be our guest and it's lovely to learn and just grow with you it's just wonderful it really is thank you thank you so much thank you Pearl Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.